Hey, and welcome to episode 36, Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary Sexton. This week, talking about how long does it take to do a property development? You're going to learn uh, quite a bit in this episode. As usual, I'm joined by the amazing Bob Anderson, and he's going to give you some great tips on how you could probably be more effective, and how, and I will give you some as well. Okay, so let's jump into episode 36. Hey, welcome to episode 36. Like I said, how long does it take to do a property development? Before we get started though, giving away. If you're on uh, YouTube, you can see I'm holding up the book, Property Secrets of Property Millennials Exposed. If you would like to win a copy of this book, then just uh, comment favorably on our YouTube channel. Remember to subscribe so you know that we're on. This podcast comes out every week on a Thursday. And this week, the book goes to Phil James. Phil uh, listened to the Feasibility Calculator podcast and asked for a link to buy it so hey Phil not only that will you receive that I did put the link under by the way but I will send you a copy of this book so yeah congrats and I really hope you enjoy the book and enjoy Bob's chapter on property development yep it all starts at page 121 it all starts at page (laughs) 121 anyway Bob Welcome to episode 36. Oh, great to be 36. Lady, you are powering on. Well, it's us. Hey, did you know, actually, well, it's irrelevant, that I heard once, and you know you hear something once and you take it through life, I heard that when you hit 36, that is the age that you stay in your head for your entire life. So the music you like, the way you think about things, all of these things are, are at 36. So you might be 70, 80 or 90. But your head still thinks you're 36, and I'm, I still think I'm 36. I'm just doing a bit of quick calculation, trying to think, oh, okay, what music was I listening to then? Probably the same stuff. Yeah, probably. Anyway, speaking of music, I forgot to say, we're also giving away, uh, we've got a competition going at the moment. So uh, if you get our newsletter, or uh, you probably could find a link, or, or maybe on the Property Developer Secrets and Hacks Facebook group page, uh, if you've bought any of our products and you'd like to go into the draw to win a $150 voucher, there's a competition in there So, and it's drawn on Valentine's Day. This comes out just prior to Valentine's Day. So jump on straight away and you might be the lucky winner of a $150 voucher so you could take your loved one out for dinner. Where are you taking me? I was just trying to work out who I wanted to take first of all. Oh, oh really? That's a bit presumptuous. Oh, really? <laughs> no, not really. Me or the dog? I'll get you some pink roses to go with that beautiful top you're wearing. Oh, oh, he always goes on about something to do with the clothing. You know what this was about, though? What? My sister had a bit of a go at me for always wearing boring clothing while I do the podcast. I'm like, it's my look. It's my professional look. So I thought today, there you go, Raven. I'm wearing pink today. So I hope she likes that. I like it. Thank thank you. Thank you. Anyway, hey. Yep. How long does it take to do a property development? Whoa, there's a question. How long's a piece of string? How long's a anything? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of variables, isn't there, when we come to talking about property development. I mean, we could be, we could be doing a, a little splitter, or we could be doing a five-story apartment block. So it's going to have a lot to do with it. So I guess the size—that's a big variable, isn't it? Mm, whether even like duplex way faster. So mm. when you're talking about the actual amount of time. Yeah. So size, size, definitely, mm. and and that, that sort of leads on to type. You know, if we. We think about the three basic types of development typically that we we do. I jumped into type straight away. <laughs> Sorry. <you? laughs> yeah, well, it's, I mean, land, 
townhouses, apartments. They're all different. Right. Land, obviously, where, yeah, we have to build a lot. We have to put services on it, but we don't have to build a building. Yeah, I never used to think of a subdivision as a property development. And for those of you that are new, when we talk subdivision, that means getting the land ready to sell off to people to build their own houses. I never thought of that as property development. Yeah. Well, that's how I started out. Mm. I think the first four years of my development life, all I did was subdivisions, Mm. you know, chopping one block of land up into lots of little bits. Well, that's pretty ironic because obviously we have our membership program and and that is the most looked at course, small subdivisions by far, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, is, it? Hey, Just about everybody on the property accelerator has done 100% of that small subdivisions course. Because we can see the progress that our, um, mm. at our clients or at our members have where they're at. And it's that one. It's just done. Well, that's where property development starts for a lot of people. Mm. You know, it's small, it's easy, it's quicker, it's affordable. Uh, so, yeah, as far as time goes, well, not building buildings. That'll save time. Well, and also, you're about to re-record that into uh, something pretty special. Yeah, yeah, I will, um, time permitting, and I'll just make time. I don't wait for time to permit. No. Let's get in control of it. Yeah, I'm going to embellish that and uh, turn it into a nice little course on how to do basically small subdivisions. Mm. You know, I'm talking about 100 lots here. Uh, because a lot of people want more detail about that, how to do mm. it, how to get mm. into it. So, uh, And it's where you started. Yeah, it is where I started. I've never done one. It's still there. Maybe I need to. We'll have to go and find one for you, I think. (laughs) Maybe it's time to rectify that. Yeah. I guess another one of those variables too is is location. Mm. It does, and I suppose when you're talking about location, councils come into the subject. My favourite subject, councils. We barely even say Uh, that word in this house. Steam coming out of my ear now. (laughs) Um, Just one ear. (laughs) <laughs> uh, let me have a look. No, I'm looking, I'm looking at something that's two ears. So, yeah, look, it can vary so much from even states. Mm. I mean, some states are slower than others. You know, Victoria is not a fast state to get approvals uh, and councils. And I, I think that's a lot of the reason is a lot of the councils in Victoria can be a bit slow too. Uh, nothing against Victoria. I love Victoria, but um, they can be a bit slow sometimes, some of those councils. And... Just thinking back about, you know, some of the students we've had. I, I, I'm remembering one student now who got a uh, an approval because, I mean, getting a development approval, there's not a lot you can do to control it. Once mm. it hits council, sure, you can check in on it, but, you know, there's not a lot you can do. But this particular Unless student, it's your brother or sister. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that Bit of insider so training. That'd I love great, it. great, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or yeah, maybe the, uh, you know, maybe related to the mayor. You can exert a little bit of influence. But um, We've seen a bit of that happen, but we anyway. We have in the wrong way. An, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but um, getting getting back to timing mm. and, and councils as well. I'm thinking of one student who got a development permit for five townhouses mm. in Mackay. A little while ago now, I mean, Mackay, oh, sort of those places are starting to hum a little bit again. Five weeks. Whoa. Five weeks. What would that be in Victoria at the moment? Oh, well, some councils. I mean, it could be five months in some councils. It could be a year. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And, and WA is not overly fast as well. But then I'm thinking of uh, a couple of more students. Uh, well, Jenny and Richie, my good friends, who were formerly in our mentoring program, they did a... Th- Three-storey plus a, ba- a basement uh, block of apartments. Ten weeks through Wollongong Council. 
Wow. When they first told me they expected it to take 10 weeks, I said, no, go back and check. There's no way in the world that's going to go through a council in 10 weeks, and it did. That is crazy. Yeah, so it, it does vary a lot with location, with council, obviously size and type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and you've got to remember that uh, different – there are so many different councils within each, like, city, yeah, town, yeah. whatever. Like, we're quite lucky, and especially around Brisbane, there's way less, isn't there? One, one big massive council yeah, in so, Brisbane. Uh, which is – is that beneficial or not? Well, yes and no. I mean, they're not – the fastest they're not the easiest right. there's worse and there's better okay let's let's dismiss that. if it was if they were really good and then and they were the only council that'd be great mm. if they were really bad that'd be bad so they're not they're not really either Is it in between yeah a bit in between All right. yeah. okay yeah but um i mean they, those things are hard to control as a developer mm. you know how long a council is taking you know what state you live in and and there's a lot of variables i mean in fairness to councils there's a lot of variables if there's a lot of development going on they're going to be busy mm-hmm. they're all going to be under the pump everything's going to take longer and some councils actually when they're really busy hire people from private enterprise on contract do they yeah they'll contract uh, architects engineers town planners particularly who might work two or three days a week for the oh, council to try and okay. speed it up. And then some other councils don't have a healthy budget for that. Mm. And so they don't. They just try and do it internally and, and everything's going to drag on. Mm. Uh, you know, how compliant your application is. You know, mm. are you trying to look to push the, you know, push the envelope? Are you trying to look for relaxations? Well, that's going to take longer. And your experience with what you've done, Bob, do you mostly push the envelope? I do push things a little, yeah. Mm. Yeah, not not silly. I mean, they're calculated. When I when I say push the envelope, I might look for some s- small concessions, some small relaxations if I think it can help the project. And it's up to the town planner then to argue the toss. Mm. Um, but there's some things you know not to argue about, mm. and, and I rely on a good town. It's good that you know that. Me that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's five percent, ten percent chance of something succeeding, I wouldn't bother. Mm. But if it's 50-50 or better, you know, council might be a little bit amenable to something, then, mm-hmm. yeah, I might have a shot at it. Mm. So those are all, um, that kind of falls under the can't control umbrella. Mm. What about some of the things that potentially we can control that maybe affect timing in some ways or, you know, have an impact on our timing? Yeah, yeah, well... As developers. Once we get away from council, we get back in control a bit. Mm. I mean, if, if you think about the process of a development... Uh, you know, preparing our application to council, we can control that because we're dealing with, you know, architects and town planners. Once it's in council, not a lot you can do, but once it's out mm. and we're trying to get our building permit, once again, we're, we're in control of that to a fair degree mm. in that, uh, you know, we're appointing people, people, you know, we're not at the whim of a government department or a semi-government department, you know. We, we've got a bit more control over what happens from there on, you know. For the rest of the project, we've got more control than we did when we're getting our development permit. That leads me to consultants, and and this sort of came off a conversation that I had with Terry this morning. Hi, Terry, I know you listen. And Terry was jumping on the trampoline with his goat. I know, I know. Doesn't everybody jump on the trampoline with their goat? Would you believe it? I'm jumping on the trampoline with my goat, and I'm like, yeah, I probably would believe that, but anyway. Maybe the goat allowed Terry to jump on his trampoline. Maybe it was, I don't know. Goats, goats are pretty amazing and people don't realise that they climb, but anyway, we've digressed. And Apparently we'll come back. Terry's 
goat is quite proficient at double somersaults. <laughs> no, now you're just now you're sorry, Cherry. I'm making that up. Yeah, that's not true. Consultants. But he said to me, uh, he was just talking about having uh, like a draftsman who's taking too long, mm. and you know what would be sort of a recommendation around that. Which brings me to like our own uh, accidental developer in the mentoring program. The one and only. The, the, the one and only. You know, he's had some massive problems with um, timing and waiting for a particular consultants. Mm. Bob, you know, what What do you recommend there? When can, like, especially at the moment because they're so busy, but what is acceptable and what's unacceptable and what do you do when they're not acceptable? Things, you know. And a few loaded questions. Yeah, I know. Go. Yeah, I mean, you can, once again, there's so much you can do and there's so much you can't. But if you go, take it right back to the beginning when you're appointing the consultant in the first place. Mm. A lot of people when they're getting, let's say, fee proposals from consultants, uh, they look at the dollar value. And they go straight to the cheapest one. But time's just as important. Mm. And time is money. And time can be more important. And so the first thing is, well, how much are they going to charge? And how long are they going to take? Yeah. And it's sad to say, look, there's always consultants out there that will overpromise and underdeliver. And there is just about every walk of life, there's people that do that, you know, <laughs> to get a job. And can I? Do you know what property mastermind? Um, what is the what are, uh, our our what's the word I'm after? Oh, not our, what our, we our live ethos, by. Our, yeah, is yeah. it's always over deliver, always mm. over deliver on what you say. That's what we like to. That's the underlying thing of how we yeah. go. So maybe some of these consultants could take on some of our a little bit of that. I forgot the word. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So. Is that you need to set time frames up front. Mm. And I'm not now. Look, I'm not saying 100 percent they're going to be agreed to. But what I like to do with consultants is, if I'm going to appoint them, decide on time frames, benchmarks on the way through. You know, uh, with with an architect, uh, when they're going to have the first concept plans, when they're going to re, you know the next revision, when we're going to have a final set. Yeah. Let's say there could yep. be three benchmarks there. We want to set times on it, and. The thing is that often with consultants and getting approvals, is one consultant's waiting for another mm. to, to, to get the plans off one so they can do their job. So, you know, as soon as you get a bit of a bog down on one, you can bog down many. It's that chain reaction. Yeah, it is just exactly what it is, a chain reaction. And uh, so I, you're trying to get them to commit to timeframes. You know, they're very quick to want to sign you up on an agreement, mm. very quick to tell you how they want to get paid. Well, you've got to be like equally quick about, well, that's fine, but you know, when are you going to, to deliver? What I'd love to do, and, and oh, hang on. it's what? probably <laughs> a little bit difficult to do, is, but you can you know, think about performance. I mean, I've said to them, you want me to perform, you want me to pay you as soon as you do something, and that's fine because yeah. I, I am. I often pay ahead of time. You know, I don't wait. If, if it's a 14-day... Uh, invoice. I'll just pay it today to get it off the desk. Mm. You know, you uh, always do that. You're yeah, a I daily payer. I don't yeah. like invoices sitting around. I just bang them off now. Even if it's a month away, I'll just get rid of it. But um, like I said, look, you expect to be paid straight away. But what? What about if you're not on time? You know, you want me to be on time. Mm. What about if you're not? And we don't want that. So I, I get them to promise. I get them to commit before I actually appoint them. Before I, you know, sign their agreement. I, I, I get them. I say, okay, these time frames. What can you pro- can you promise me that you're going to maintain these timeframes? Uh, and, I, and I use the word promise mm. specifically because such a strong word. Well, people generally don't like breaking a promise. And at the end of it, I say, okay, well, look, 
I take this as a promise. And when I promise, I will pay you. I will pay you. In fact, I will pay you ahead of time. If you give me a 14-day invoice and you've done your job, I'll pay you ahead of time. That's my promise to you. Your promise to me is that you're going to commit to those time frames. Mm. And, and then what I do, let's just say in, uh, in 14 days' time, they're due to deliver on their promise with something. About three or four days before, I ring them up. See, I don't wait them wait for them to be late. Don't don't wait for them to let you down. I don't wait for the (laughs) 14th day to come and they haven't performed and on day 17 I'll give them a call to see what's going on. If if they're due to deliver on day 14, Mm. I'll phone them on day 11 or 12 and I'll say, hey, how are you going? Look, you've promised me, and once again, that you're going to have the stuff ready in four days. Uh, Is that still the case? Does your promise still stand? Uh, now, even if they're running late and perhaps they were thinking, I'm not going to get it done on time, that can be a, a little bit of it. Like, I put it on them. Mm. You know, I'm going to deliver my end of the bargain, my promise. Are you going to do yours? Mm. And what it does is it, it gives them another three or four days to get their act together if they're running late. Mm. And probably even okay to say, I'm actually going to be, instead of leaving it two days for you to contact them and then another th- another three days for them to get it done and them probably thinking I'll be a week late, it probably puts it only just a couple of days over. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and you need to do that mm. with consultants. You need to stay on the case. Don't wait till they don't deliver and then start to phone so up. Because you'll, you'll get a reputation for somebody who's not hard on timeframes. Mm. And that's why you just get pushed back and back. Uh, now, it's not an absolute, but it's a... It works reasonably well. Mm. There's always consultants who are going to be slack no matter what. Mm. And they'll come up with a bunch of excuses as to why they broke their promise and they don't consider it breaking a promise because they'll, they'll blame COVID or they'll blame God knows what. Oh, don't start me on that blaming of yeah, that. Yeah, the blaming COVID thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then what you've got to do is reallocate short time frames mm. once they haven't met and, and just keep on their case. It, sometimes they'll do it just to stop getting annoyed. I had a um, hydraulic engineer once that I'd done this with and he, and he let me down in mm. spite of the promise. And uh, I, 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 the I, re- I reset the day mm. and, and it was, let's say it was a Tuesday. I went, I drove to his office and I went into his office. This is a dead set true story at 11 a.m. And I said, uh, whatever his name was, uh, it's not Terry, but I'll use Terry's name. I said, is Terry there, Bob Anderson here? Terry's doing some work for me. It's not Terry, Terry the jumping goat. Terry came out and took a backward step because I'm there. I said, mate, today's the day you're going to deliver because you promised me. You, you already broke one promise. Today the day, is the day you're going to deliver. And uh, I said, is it ready? And he said, oh, oh, it's getting there. I said, well, mate, I'm sitting over in this chair. I went over to where you wait. And I said, I'm waiting here until you deliver on your second promise. And I'm not leaving here. And I say, five o'clock, if you shut the doors, I'll stay here and I'll be here tomorrow morning when you come in. I said, I'm not leaving this chair until you deliver on your second promise. It was about an hour and a half. I mean, There's a mental note to self. If you're going to promise Bob Anderson something, well, make sure you mean I, it. I, yeah, I put the hour and a half to best use as I could, mm-hmm. um, you know, working for, from my phone. I, I, I was determined not to leave. And did, did, did you get it I by the end it. of the about day? About an hour and a half later, I got the plan I was wow. waiting for. Wow, how good. Uh, that guy was never late ever again. No. There you mm. go. Yeah. Okay, so there's the story on consultants. <laughs> I'm going to ask a bit of a tricky one, Bob, which we haven't discussed and I don't know whether I should, but because uh, we have a wee chat beforehand of, of, of points we wanted to make sure we give value in this podcast. But what if, like, you've already, 
like you've already you haven't done that promising stuff mm. and they're not coming up with the goods like how do you deal with it then well, you just drive I mean, to the, the worst office. thing you could do is appoint a consultant not have set time frames mm. and just wait for them to deliver so i mean you're setting yourself up for failure if that's what you do so I'm saying set time frames. What if you did set time frames and they don't? What if you ask them to promise and they, in spite of that, yeah. they still don't deliver? I mean, short of going and locking yourself in their office like I did, mm. um, it, it's what you've got to do is is, make, is trying to lay a bit of guilt on them, I guess. Uh, remind them, oh, I did it just recently. I'm doing quite a large project at the moment and the town planner on one particular matter was going slowly. And... I text him and I emailed him at 7 o'clock in the morning, same text, same email, and I said, you've now promised me two times you haven't delivered. I said, let's put this into context. I said, every day on that project is costing me X dollars, and it's a substantial amount of money. Mm. Uh, I said, how would it be if I came over to your place? Let's, let's say it was $900. I said, how would it be if every morning I dropped over to your place took $900 out of your wallet and set fire to it in front of you. Every morning, another $900. I said, that's what you're doing to me. Wow. You were holding me up. Actually, I remember that. Now I was thinking, I don't know the story. I do. It was just- I got some action that day. <laughs> you, didn't tell me, you didn't tell me what happened from the outcome. Yeah. So that's a bit of, maybe a bit of guilt or whatever. Uh, but maybe, yeah, fair enough though, Bob. Like they don't always get. No, and yeah. you've just got to be noisy. Mm. And and phone them, like phone them every day or every second day. They get sick of it sooner or later. Because mm. mm. um, what sometimes happens, particularly if you've got a small project, they they keep um, flicking you on and taking care of the bigger ones where they're getting paid more. Mm. They just sort of consider you in, insignificant. Well, almost, yeah. Mm. But but if you keep annoying them, out of, out of, you know, keep annoying them, you've got a better chance. But. Yeah, anyway, I mean, you could do a whole podcast. It's almost like we're doing a podcast on how to deal with consultants. Well, we kind of did a little bit, but anyway. Yeah, let, but, that, but they affect the time. That's what we're talking about. You know, how long does it take to do a project? Well, man, it can get stretched out with those consultants. Yeah, don't uh, don't invite them to your Christmas party. No, <laughs> unless they've been good. Unless I, they've been good. Yeah, I mean, these are your consultants. But, I mean, let's moving forward from that. We've got our development permit. We've got our construction certificate or building permit. It's on to the builder. Woohoo! Woo! So, and at the moment, finding builders, they're a, yeah. they can be a little bit behind, but not all. Yeah. Not in all. And remember, we're in um, January twenty twenty two. Not all. Like, there are people finding builders available. So yeah, 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 yep. yeah. But yeah, you know, can take a little bit longer to build as well. But, yeah. but I mean, in between getting our approvals, we have to get a builder. So we we could be working ahead of time. We could we could be talking to builders while these final permits are coming out, mm. lining up who we want to quote. Mm. Uh, so that as soon as we've got all our documentation, we can get it straight to them. Try and hold them on a time frame to get back with a quote. You know, it could be three weeks or whatever it is. Once again, holding them uh, on, on, a, on a time frame. Um, there's a big theme with Bob with that, holding people accountable for what they say they're mm. going to do. Well, we're, we're always accountable. I'm yep. accountable, well, to the financier. Mm. You know, I've got to pay money. I've got to pay interest. I've got to pay application fees. The financier doesn't want me to be late. Can I say to the financier, oh, look, things are a little bit tight this month. I've had to take Hillary out for Valentine's Day. It's absolutely <laughs> slaughtered me. Uh, can we skip the $900 a day interest for a couple of months? <laughs> you know, it could be that. Um, but, but keep that time frame short mm. and get the builder on site. But once again, you know, how long's the building contract? It's another one of those things when we're getting quotes from builders. It's not just the price. It's how long they're going to take. Mm. 
I looked at one recently uh, through one of our students and uh, one was 26 weeks, another one was 38 weeks for the same job. That's quite a lot of extra time. Extra time costs you money. It's because interest, it's interest, it's yeah, yeah, money. And so we have to relate that back uh, to things like, well, what about the actual quoted price and how much extra am I going to have to pay because it's going to be so much longer? And what about the market? Uh, you know, is the market still going to be strong then? Hopefully, but, you know, there's these considerations. But it's time as well. And, uh, I mean, with building contracts, we can get clauses in them, like liquidated damages clauses, whereby if the builder's over time, he has to pay us a certain amount of money. Um, but then in little residential contracts, they often don't have that. So there's, there's ways that we can penalise a builder, I guess, for being late. Uh, but um, ideally, we, we don't want the builder to be late. I love yeah, a builder to word, be early. And the word penalise, it just brings a whole negative thing. Yeah. So yeah, I like that you said that. You like the builder to be early. It just yeah. sounds so much, you know, you're working as a team, it's all going together well. I've had builders say to me, oh, can I get a, like a bonus if I finish early? And I said, mate, that is a bonus if you finish early because you're getting your money early. You know, if it's a 30-week contract and you finish in 26 weeks, you're getting all your money four weeks early. That's your bonus. You just paid yourself a bonus by finishing early. And you can go and do another job. Yeah, get on to your next one, yep. you know. Uh, so we both score on that one. But, um, yeah, during that building phase, and particularly, you know, at the end of construction, when see, we might have our sales ready. Uh, what we want to do is settle. You know, that's the big day in property development. We've got to settle because when we settle, Woo-hoo. we can pay our, our mm-hmm. loan off. And the interest stops. That's a that's a big thing. Mm. And every day is costing us interest. So we've got to get to the settlement date as quickly as we can. How do we do that? Well, obviously, the builder not going over time is a good thing. So we've got to go through a process of getting titles issued and getting people to settle. Mm. And that's not a time to go to sleep because your loan's probably fully drawn at that point. It's costing you peak interest every day. And... Uh, same old story, work out what your daily interest is and imagine pulling that amount of cash out of your wallet every morning and, and setting, setting fire to fire it. To it. <laughs> and if that, doesn't, if that doesn't motivate you, nothing will. And, uh, and so um, we need to keep that tight, mm. you know, that period of time so we can get our titles out and get settlement done. So, like what we've talked about, Bob, is the whole, um, all the very like the councils, the size of the development, the the um, what's the word I'm after? The consultants, yeah. then like the, a lot the of builder. variables, aren't there? Yeah, there's so many variables. On average, what would you say from start purchase to completion? What would be the average say on a? Oh, it's really hard. I know, but let's go four pack. Oh, look. Um, well, the big variable is getting an approval. Let's, let, let's say it takes us a month. We've settled our site. Yep. Let's say it takes us a month to get our material together to Logic Council. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's five months before we get our development permit, so we're up to six months. Uh, our building permit, let's say, is around three months. We're up to nine months. It's probably at least two months before the builder's on site and building because we've mm. got to go through the quotes, preparing contracts. Where are we up to, Hilary? I'm almost losing. Uh, so we've got one plus five is six and three is nine, ten, eleven. So 11. month eleven, the builder's on site. A four-pack. Well, it used to be quicker. It's a bit slower now. Why is that? Six to eight months. Oh, just materials get, you know, can be a little bit slower. Tradies can be a bit slower at the oh, moment you know, because they're all very busy. Oh, busy, yes. So let's call that eight months for a four-pack. I mean, to so. me, that's too slow, but anyway... So, we're at 17 months and then yeah, sales? Yeah, 17 months. 
And it might be another couple of months after that by the time we got our title and start to settle. 1920. So we're about 20 months? 20 months to 24, you know, because let's face it, more often than not, things go slower than faster. That's mm. just life. Mm. Um, so you could, you know, you could round it out and say 24 months because, you know, you could get stuck in council for a while as well. And that's going to vary, mm. uh, particularly with approvals, uh, mm. that development approval. But, you know, 20 to 24 months would be, would be good. Uh, but but builders take a lot of different times as well. Mm. What how big their company is? Oh my goodness, yeah. we're just opening another can. No, of well that's yeah. another subject yeah. for another yeah. day. another day. <laughs> but I think well, it is quite variable. But there are some guidelines within everything, and yeah. I think that I, I think what we draw out of it is there. There's some things we can't control, and we do our best. But mm-hmm. the things we can control, we have to get, do our best, yes. and we have to control them as very best we can because yeah. that's going to get us to that settlement date quicker. It's going to mean more profit. Uh, it's going to mean less heartache and problems. Actually, Bob, that is a, that, that's our next podcast, like controlling your controllables in mm. property development. Yeah, uh, I love that. And, we, and the subject we haven't hit, and I'm sure you'd love to in another podcast, is the variable of people and personalities. That, that falls into there, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. That, I mean, oh, I'm getting wound up. I'm ready for the next one. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> okay, okay, calm down. Uh, well, I think that's the that it, we've come to the end of episode 36 just prior to Valentine's Day. Remember to jump on and do our competition. Yes. Um, so you can go in the drawer to win a $150 voucher. You just If you've bought a product, it's about leaving a review and you go in the drawer. Mm. And... Um, I think that's everything, Bob. Thank you. Really that's insightful. Yeah, really insightful. Really insightful. I'm going. To, I'm going to say the word stuff. Really insightful stuff today. Yep. I hope uh, the people out there find it useful. Uh, we're getting lots of really good feedback. Totally appreciate it. Remember to comment. And if you think this this was a good episode, you'd like to share it with somebody. Do share it because the more people that uh, see it, then then the, the world shows it to more people. And uh, I think we we provide content that people are interested in. If I'm this, interested in it. If this is your buzz, <laughs> yeah, I'm it. Well, with this out, it is our uh, buzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is. All right, well, that's the end of episode 36. Thank you so much, as usual, Bob, for your um, generosity. You're more than welcome. And um, if you want to see generosity, wait till Valentine's Day. Oh, woohoo, like you've heard it here. And I was just, go- just going to say, if you want to be generous, you could make me a coffee. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> Wind this up and I'll go and make you one. All righty. See you next, see you next week. Bye. Bye.